You don't like the Drake. I hate the Drake. I love the Drake. How could you not like the Drake? Who's the Drake? Who's the Drake? The Drake is good. Do you like the Drake? I love the Drake. Hello everyone, welcome to Robin, Everyone Loves the Drake comic podcast. This podcast will take a chronological look at the third Robin, Tim Drake. We will be looking at the classic 90s 2000 Robin series and other notable comics with Tim in that era, while also simultaneously taking a look at Tim in the modern era as Red Robin in the pages of DC Comics, plus other Robin and Batman happenings in the world. So sit back, relax, and find out why everyone loves the Drake. Love the Drake. Got to love the Drake. I'm impressed. What can I say? I'm irresistible. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this special edition of Robin. Everyone loves the Drake comic podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the BatmanUniverse.net, your home for all things Batman and Robin. We're part of the Batman Universe Podcast Network, and we're also part of Batman on Films Podcast Network at BatmanPodcastNetwork.com. So I urge you to check out both podcast networks and also the BatmanUniverse.net, which is where this show is located. You can get a hold of us through all social media outlets on Facebook at facebook.com slash everyone loves the Drake. We are on Twitter at ELTD Podcast. And if you are following along with the radio drama, use the hashtag ELTD Theater to leave your questions and comments, and that'll make it easier for us to go back uh, to reply to those and to the poll those in when we do our reply and audience listener portion of the radio drama. We are also on Instagram. You can find us, obviously, Robin, everyone loves the Drake. You can email into the show at robineltdpodcast at yahoo.com and also check out our YouTube channel, which is uh, kind of inactive at the moment just because we've been so focused on the radio drama. But Terrence has been starting to put up the Young Justice comic series that he's been reviewing that. So you can go check that out as well. I am your host, Rob Myers, and welcome to episode 72 and part two of our radio drama presentation of Detective Comics, A Lonely Place of Living. Now, there's not much to say in the intro of this show just because I have been recording and editing all of this in one giant recording session so I can send everything over to Dustin at the BatmanUniverse.net. So at the time I'm recording this, it is April 20th, so it's still a few weeks away before you guys are hearing this. So I am unable to see how you're liking it, how you hate it, or <laughs> we know how the internet goes. I hope you don't hate it. Hopefully you guys are enjoying this. Uh, this is going to be uh, part two. We will be taking a look at Detective Comics 966. So after the radio drama, stay tuned afterwards, and Terrence and I will discuss Detective 966. So without further ado, let's just get right into chapter two of Detective Comics, A Lonely Place of Living radio drama. Chapter two, Gotham City. Many tomorrows from now, anarchy is running across the city rooftops trying to outrun him. There's no escape. 
There's no running from the Batman. something anarchy at the end i didn't want this i didn't want any of this you i'll stop you i didn't choose this path it was chosen for me don't be ridiculous the tech in your staff died the second you got in with a hundred feet don't forget whose notes you used to crib off of over the years i've come to admire you lonnie your purity of vision a noble belief misguided certainly You put too much trust in people to make the right decision without a system that pushes them in the right direction. Flatter me all you want, Tim. You won't find her. Lonnie. Don't speak fascist. If you're going to do it, do it. Hmm. Lonnie's actions must come to an end. Batman raises his gun and fires. Tim pauses over the lifeless body of Lonnie when he hears the GCPD sirens behind him. Batman, put your hands up. Commissioner Montoya. By the 2035 Charter Agreement, this is designated as Free Gotham. Bats aren't allowed in here. Hmm. For now. Before Commissioner Montoya can blink, the Batman is gone in the night sky. Moments later, Batman arrives back at the Batcave. As he enters the cave, Brother Eye greets him as he heads to the Batcomputer. Welcome home, Master Timothy. You've received a priority call. Thank you, Brother. Play message. Tim, it's Superman. Vic's team is preparing another raid on the fortress. We've already lost the tower in San Francisco. Another touchdown won't do it. The Titans need their Batman. And it's more than that. I know you better than maybe anyone. You need people. Come back. Please. Delete message. Delete. Batman sits at the computer and watches the video of anarchy and spoiler. Stephanie. Where could she be? Run the money spider decoding software. Access the most recent recording. Play video. Stephanie, are you sure you want to be back here in in Gotham? The second you're not under Justice League protection anymore... I've run away from this for too long. I didn't want to admit it to myself that it could be him. Not really. Not Tim. If I hadn't set it all in motion, he never would have become what he became after Clayface. Stop. Tim did this to himself. He tried to hold the entire world together by himself. And when he couldn't, it broke him. Whatever that lonely creature is, it sure as hell isn't Tim Drake. Not anymore. As the video stops, a bright light engulfs the cave. And Tim Drake is gone. Present in Mr. Oz's prison, Red Robin, ah! and this 
future Tim Drake Batman are trying to escape Doomsday. Red Robin leaps over Doomsday, striking him with a step. It's having no effect. Batman pulls out his guns again and changes a setting on them and fires a blast of green bullets that make Doomsday crumble into a million pieces. For now. Synthetic kryptonite. It can break the skin, but will heal in moments. If you want to live, you'll need to come with me. The new dynamic duo run down a series of hallways trying to put distance between them and Doomsday. He will reform in minutes, and they don't want to be there when he does. <sighs> oh, how the hell do you know what can or can't break Doomsday's skin? Hmm. It started when I was your age, maybe a little earlier. I realized no matter how hard I trained, I would never be a fighter on the same level as Bruce, Dick, or the other Robins. But I knew I was smarter. I knew I could outthink them. I could plan, create cheats, shortcuts to victory, and perfect them. I win my fights because I've planned for every possible outcome. Even Doomsday? I spent a month when I was 19 laying out strategies for defeating each primary member of a leaguer's rogues gallery. I keep what I need to win in my suit at all times. It's off our tail for the moment. It's smarter than you think. Adaptable. We won't be able to hold it back the same way twice. And truly fighting it. We're talking about a being who killed Superman. Anyway, we need to move quick or we'll miss our window. Window? I've been trapped in this place for the equivalent of a year, based on the internal clock in my suit. Obviously, we're outside of the confines of hypertime, since we're both here at once. We need to get home. My Titans. We used a modified boom teleport system that I still have built into my suit's computer. If I get the frequency the Oz used to leave this place, I should be able to mimic it and redirect, carry us back to Gotham. Your Gotham, at least. Then, if I modify the stream, I should be able to redirect the energy flow and take me back to my own timeline. Wait. Just wait a damn second. This is a lot to process. You've already processed it. You just don't like what you've processed. Excuse me? I know what you're thinking right now. I'll never be Batman. I never wanted to be Batman. You don't know what I'm thinking. Of course I do. I remember being you. I remember this conversation. Maybe it's better to say I remember an echo of this conversation. Either way, duck. Just then, Doomsday is behind them. Batman shoots another blasted Doomsday and manages to shut one of the security doors between them. Brother, infiltrate computer systems. Activate emergency doors. Comply. It'll find another way. We need to act fast. You were saying, an echo? Yes. An echo. Time asserts itself in the proper order. Certain pathways are set. When I was Robin, I met myself. The circumstances were different, but the meeting happened. I was horrified that my future self had fallen so far. That he would have used a gun. That he would be a killer. And still, in the end, it did nothing to stop me from becoming what I was destined to become. It just doesn't make sense. It would never be me. Then who, Tim? Who takes Gotham when Bruce dies? Dick steps in for a moment, like he's done before. But he's not like Bruce, is he? So he builds a life. He builds a family. In time, the circus boy does what he was always built to do. Move on. It's a familiar story, isn't it? You remember trying to get him to return to the role of Robin, and you begged him again to no avail. 
No, Dick Grayson's story doesn't end in Gotham. It never did. It never could. Jason's story has always been a tragedy, and its ending comes before he can ever take the cowl in hand. I spent a year searching for him, tracing every rumor of the Red Hood's criminal underworld on the other side of the planet. And the search ended in the Himalayas with the story of a hundred mystic assassins. He did better than you might expect, but not well enough. When I found him, he'd lost an eye and one of his legs. And worse than that, he lost the will to live. And while you search for Jason, Damien nearly burns the city to the ground. What did you do to him? I did what I always do, Tim. I do what's necessary. You're a monster. (sighs) Morality isn't black and white as you think it is. You'll learn that sooner than you think. Gotham needed a Batman more than ever. I had spent years trying to get away from that life, trying to find some kind of peace, some kind of escape. I saw exactly what the city needed, exactly how to reinstill the order that existed under Bruce. (sighs) At the end of the day, there was no one else. What about Kate? What about Batwoman? Especially not her. God, still be that trusting. Batwoman isn't the person you think she is, Tim. You're going to learn that soon enough. No, I can't believe that's why I built the Gotham Knights Protocol. The Belfry, all of it. A self-perpetuating system? That could not operate without you. I left the team in my timeline. I got a few months into Ivy University, and then it all started falling apart. No! I refuse to accept this. You think I didn't? You know how many ways I tried to go back and stop this, Tim? Think of every way that you know about, that you would attempt to go back and alter the timeline if you were desperate enough. Think of every possibility that 20 years of experience would offer you to stop that. Some points in times are fixed. Some choices are already made for you. Doomsday breaks through the door, and Red Robin manages to pull out some of the flash grenades, temporarily blinding the creature. We need to get it back in the cell. Use the... Shut up, I know. Just then, Superman appears and flies back down the hall. Doomsday turns after the Man of Steel. Red Robin's hologram of Superman did the trick. Hmm. Wasn't expecting that. That's because we're not the same person. Consider for a moment, Tim. A cosmic being of untold power and origin pulled us both from our timelines. Does an Ivy League University student warrant that kind of interference? No, it wasn't your present it was after. It was your future. Your potential. Clearly it suspected that we might put together the pieces we shouldn't before it could act. The same reason it took the fifth dimensional imp. It didn't want to be observed. The only reason it would let us free, then, would be if whatever it was planning was about to happen. Yes. Sounds like a good reason to get back to your Gotham, isn't it? Security system compromised. Quick, take my hand. Huh? I'm sorry, Tim. You're going to have to trust me if you want to go home. You already know you're going to do it. You're just trying to decide if you'd be morally compromised by doing it. Fine. Get me out of here. In a blinding flash, Red Robin and Batman are gone. Seconds later, they are back in present-day Gotham City. Is this... Is this really home? It should be. Then, thank you. But at the risk of sounding rude, I think it's time you went back to where you belong. 
Before I go, I wish I was told something when I was in your shoes. Tell Connor you're sorry. For everything. Heal that wound before it can't be healed. You know how much he matters to us. And in my time, let's just say, you don't have any friends left to lose. Connor? Who the hell is Connor? Brother, access all intelligent networks. Give me everything you can about the current timeline. So much is the same. The things have been changed, altered, almost imperceptibly. What are you doing? What the hell are you talking about? That can't mean. Batman takes out his battering and slices Red Robin's forearm. Ah! What the hell? He quickly takes off the gauntlet, seeing a scar that he has never seen before. A scar. I have a scar. That means... I can be free. Oh, thank God I can be free. Override. 343256. Paralytic shock. Level 7. Batman shocks his younger self unconscious. I'm sorry, Timothy, but somehow it's not said anymore. The future is mutable. I can free you from ever having to be me. Starting with the person responsible for setting my life into motion. The one responsible for the fall of the Batman. I need to kill Batwoman. My name is Stella, and I am the host of Backroll to Oracle, the Barbara Gordon podcast. Backroll to Oracle is a podcast dedicated to Barbara Gordon, the first woman to hold the mantle of Backroll for an extended period of time, roughly 1967 to 1988. The goal of Backroll to Oracle is to examine the character's history from her first appearance as Backroll and continuing through her tenure as Oracle. Each episode looks at a vintage issue of Detective Comics or Batman, as well as other books like Justice League and Freedom Fighters, and modern issues of Batgirl and Birds of Prey. I also keep track of news involving Batgirl and other members of the Bat family, and I have a revolving series of segments like Babs in the Tube, which highlights appearances of Babs in TV and film, Shipper Spotlight, which looks at a variety of comic and pop culture couples, gives their history, and determines whether they are hot or not, Reading with Stella, which could be described as an audio drama, or just me reading a book that relates to Babs or doesn't, and of course, the mainstay literature recommendation. I have been blessed to interview writers Scott Beatty and Chuck Dixon on their Backroll Year One work, Brian Q. Miller on his Backroll run, Dwayne Swarzynski and Christy Marks on their separate Birds of Prey work, and the creators and actors of the Backroll Spoiled, the web series. I hope to interview more creators and actors in the future. My goal, most importantly, is to make a fun, entertaining, and thoughtful show that people enjoy and from which they learn. Find the show online at thebatmanuniverse.net and iTunes, and follow the show on Facebook and Twitter at Batgirl to Oracle. Thank you, and fly on, Babs lovers. All right, we're back. Hopefully you guys are enjoying. This is my <laughs> this is my big thing with the drama. It's like everybody's like, oh, I can't wait to hear it, can't wait to hear it. If you listen to the first one, you were like, nah, man, that sucks. Then we've got three more of these to, <laughs> to go through where it's like, oh, that drama again. So this is, if those of you that are still listening, this is Detective Comics 966, the second chapter in A uh, Lonely Place of Living. 
Getting the lonely places uh, straightened uh, out. If I say dying and living, just know that it's it's living. And I'll go back in where it uh, sounds like a robot going living. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I doubt anybody would think it sucks. I'm sure people think it's awesome. And if you love it, tell a friend. If you don't like it, tell two friends. <laughs> you won't believe how bad this sucks. I need both of you to go listen. <laughs> yeah. listen to this. This is cool, and uh, this part, as as you guys are listening to the, this right now, in real time that we're doing it, I'm about 60, 60 to 70% complete, although I did complete this opening scene that we'll talk about in just a second. But from the previous episode of knowing that Doomsday is here, he's on the front cover of this, and this is the one for me, because they usually they solicit these uh, about a month ahead of time, or sometimes two months, depending on how the solicitations run. So this was my first indication that on the front cover that this is the Tim Drake Batman that is with Robin. So early on, I was like, okay, that's who's in the cell. Uh, it's, it is Batman. So did you pick up on that at all? Did you know the Tim Drake Batman costume from Jeff Johns' Teen Titans run at all? Or did you just look at this and go, oh, that's that's Batman with a gun? No, I, I did not know. I I, I... I thought it was Bruce Wayne Batman and considering that it's not a normal looking gun and that he's got doomsday coming after him. I thought maybe Bruce may have, you know, uh, allowed for the use of some kind of taser gun or something like that. Cause I mean, doomsday is doomsday. Even if you had a gun or, and shot it at doomsday, it just makes him angry. It's like, uh, bla- ever see blazing saddles where yes. like, you don't shoot him. Why? It only make him angry, you know? So uh, yeah, I, when I, this art first came out, I was still under the impression that that was Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I was almost 90% sure that that was Tim Drake, and I immediately dug out my comics and saw uh, the, the V-shape of the belt right there. And that was the only really indication. They did a, Barros did a really good job of kind of hiding that. And the gun looks a little bit different from Jeff John's Teen Titans, so they kind of, I think, probably changed it on purpose to kind of leave the suspense a little bit. But getting right into this, I thought, all right, we're going to go right in and see the Doomsday fight. And we jump into the future for this Tim Drake. And I got to say, for <laughs> I was the first chance to ask you this on, I would say on camera, on film, on audio, mm-hmm. of you went the extra mile in recording your anarchy parts. And I think you actually choked yourself. I <laughs> did. During I, the recording I, of it. You know, I, I'm not a good actor. I've t- I took an acting class in college because I thought it would be an easy way to get a fine arts credit. And I was just awful. I used to think acting was easy as a kid. I'm, oh, actors are easy until I tried it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is really difficult. <laughs> it's just the good ones make it look easy. Uh, so I was very, like, self-conscious that I was going to sound horrible. And so I was just trying to, to do anything I could. And so then there was the scene where he's, I think you wrote in it like being choked. So yeah. I was like squeezing my throat as hard as I could trying to <laughs> choke it. And then after I got done, I was like, Oh no, did I, did I hit the microphone? You know, cause I've got like a headset on right. with the mic, you know, coming off the earpiece. And I'm like, Oh man, it's probably like you hear that all through my, my dialogue i'm like oh no but hopefully the anarchy part was was okay because i wanted to be in it i wanted a little piece just to be in it but i did not want a big part because i could not i can i could not act i could not do that so thanks for letting me be anarchy yeah and no problem we, we killed you off early in the script so you're you're good yeah uh, that was a little context i kind of wanted to uh, talk about here which I know we had said we were going to wait till this came out so we didn't spend, you know, issue by issue speculating. We have, you know, hindsight now. We can kind of see how each issue wraps up. But this was a relationship I would have liked to kind of seen 
how it all played out that Tim and Anarchy are on first name basis with each other. Anarchy knows who Tim is in the bat costume. Even when he lands, he's kind of like, ugh, you know, he knows it's Tim that they must have been friends at some point. So that was kind of cool. Like, oh, I wonder where the switch was for Anarchy and Tim to know each other. And I almost got like a Batman versus Superman vibe out of Anarchy and this version of Batman where, you know, Superman and BVS is like, you took her from me and then ends up killing, you know, Affleck's Batman in that dream scene. But this is kind of like the same thing here a little bit that, Tim is after Stephanie, and he says, you know, you're never going to find her. The end result is, well, I'm just going to shoot you then. So that I thought that, that dynamic between them, that there's that friendship kind of there, but Tim is willing to sacrifice that for his greater mission, which is a step farther than Bruce Wayne Batman would operate. All of us Batman fans, as much as some people didn't like BVS and how he was handling it, I think on the surface, some people say, why does a Batman just kill his villains and that'll end that war? Because, you know, Batman doesn't do that. This this version of Batman is actually doing that. You know what? I'm going to kill the tree right at the root. I'm going to stop rinse, lathering, and repeat. So I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on the anarchy situation and then the links that this version of Batman is willing to go for justice. I kind of liked it where uh, Tim, future Tim, is kind of saying, you know, I didn't choose to be this way. Like, my path chose me, and you have to nudge people on. It kind of gives you a little bit of an understanding how Tim Drake could go from being who he is to this evil version as if he felt like he didn't have a choice. He had to do that. And then there's, like, this cool kind of like they just give you little hints of what's going on there's commissioner montonia and she starts talking about free gotham and mm-hmm. batman's not allowed in this section he says for now and then he's looking at some video of stephanie and lonnie so it it's really done really well the art is fantastic and i love the little money spider uh yeah that was cool. and i guess the last panel on the the splash page that's the has like the lonely place of living and the credits for it. it. It's very blue. So I guess that's Tim being pulled out of that universe and brought to the prison, Yeah. which the blue, I wondered, does that suggest, you know, Dr. Manhattan? But at this point, I guess we just have to wait and see, but yeah. it's kind of interesting that Dr. Manhattan would pull future Tim Drake, who's trying to save Gotham and save, you know, everybody. He pulls current Tim Drake, who's trying to have the Batman save Gotham. He pulls Jor-El, who was trying to save Krypton. But then we haven't really got any more in that storyline. So I don't know. I don't know where it's all going. We should probably I will probably listen to this again after uh, all of it plays out with Rebirth and think, God, we're such idiots. What were we thinking? <laughs> yeah. But as of right now, we're, we're kind of in the dark about things. Yeah. And I agree. Like when we were deciding to do this series, you and Ryan were both like, why don't we wait? And initially I was like, oh, man, I don't want to wait. You know, I wanted to kind of get right into it. There's some questions that we would have been asking, like Clayface is brought up in a throwaway line in this. And it's it's right in here that Anarchy says, if I hadn't set it all in motion, he never would have become what he became after Clayface. That's a single throwaway line if we would have read this when it originally came out in november we would have gone oh i wonder what he's talking about knowing in detective comics right now spoilers that clayface is dead in the rise the fall of the batman story that's currently going on as we're recording this is the fallout of 
Kate Kane killing Clayface. So I was editing this the other night. I, the light bulb went off. I was like, oh, my gosh, th- this is that moment that Anarchy was talking about in Lonely Place of Living. It's the death of Clayface that our current Rebirth version of Tim is already starting on this version of Batman. So I think if we would have done this again, like in November, when we originally were talking about it, this line would have been nothing to us, and we would have probably spent an hour speculating. So I think that shows how how deep Tinian was planting all the seeds for future Batman stories moving on. So I thought that was a really cool. Did you pick up on that after the Clayface thing? Like, oh, yeah, that's that thing. Yeah, he definitely had the the – I guess next six months or nine months of detective comics worked out and was able to like kind of back in some, some of it, which I, as it was unfolding with like the fall of the Batman, I thought was really cool. I also thought was really cool on this page is we get to see Superman, which obviously is Connor Kent. And so that was kind of like, wait, what, 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 what? So Mm -hmm. I don't know if anything will ever come of that, but there is this huge question of, Whatever happened to Connor Kent and Bart Allen and the rest of the gang? <laughs> right. Uh, so moving through, we've got uh, the fight with Doomsday, which I think is pretty cool. Batman is always prepared, like he says, he's got the kryptonite bullets, and uh, that this version of Doomsday, uh, after he's defeated, only takes a few minutes to reform. So Batman and Robin are running away, and we kind of get a little bit more of a story of what's going on with the Tim Drake Batman. This dialogue, a lot of it is kind of borrowed from the Jeff Johns 2000 run of like, you know, I'll never be Batman. That uh, this version of Batman, Tim Drake, has been locked in the cell for about a year, according to his suit's computer. So this is a Tim Drake that we always know that Tim Drake's the smartest smartest Robin of all of them, but this is a Batman that's even smarter than that version of Tim Drake. So I thought that was pretty cool how that's all kind of wrapped in. So if the path kind of keeps going for Tim, it's it's a mirror maybe of like, if you don't change the way that you're thinking, you're going to end up being this twisted version of yourself. I, I just thought it was really, really neat. And the uh, spot where he says, I remember this conversation. I remember uh, it's more of an echo of a conversation. Again, that's in the 2010 Titans run. So I thought that was kind of cool how Tinian brought this in as well, that is bringing old continuity in for people that are like, oh, that's not how, how Tim Drake operates. So I thought that was that was pretty cool. What would you think about that section? Not only does that, he steals some dialogue from Terminator. Yeah. Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I imagine future Tim Drake did his best Arnold impersonation when he did that. But I, I do like that little, like, I remember having this conversation and then an echo of the conversation. So, so it kind of says that the timeline is, is changeable. And I love the way Eddie Barrows draws doomsday a lot of them's in shadow and and moving quick and you can't really see him and he's just this horrible monster and um you have this dialogue going on with tim and tim but yet at the same time if you have this like sense of like you guys got to move doomsday's coming (laughs) right then it's like where are you gonna go so the tension's amped up to 11 on this here uh and then the next part where we get to see a a dick grayson nightwing batman suit combo yeah that's really cool and then we get to see the uh damien from uh batman 666 i thought this was a, a really cool way uh and uh it looks like barrows uh, if the uh, comic book artist gig doesn't work out, he can always start his own moving company. 
company. So <laughs> right, yeah, I thought that was funny. I'm glad you brought that up. And uh, you could almost seven eight zero five eight eight two. Like, all right, what's the area code? And maybe you, yeah, Boros can come over and move some of my comic boxes for me. I I love the uh, Nightwing uh, bat suit, and I like the line of like, it's the circus boy does what he always does. He moves on. That's kind of Again, Tinian does a really good job of kind of nailing some of these character beats that that is Dick Grayson. You know, he's in Gotham and then he's in Bloodhaven and he's, you know, out in San Francisco at the Titans Tower. You know, he never really stays in one place too long. He moves like a circus person would. And we know kind of the crazy twisted place that Damien can go. But the interesting thing for me was, and I want to ask you a question, is it's like Jason's path is set too. that his path has always been in tragedy and it ends in more of a tragedy. He goes out to the Himalayas to do some uh, fighting after Bruce is dead. And then he never gets to become Batman. He loses an eye. He loses a leg. And that was kind of like a, a sad thing to read. Like Jason just can't get his life together. I think that was what makes him a tragic character. And you have said that before that Jason probably should have been the Robin that stayed dead that that needed to be the weight that was carried and then faking dick grayson's death in the new 52 and then a uh, quote-unquote killing uh tim and then damien died for a little bit like it, it gets to be kind of cliche like every robin has to die but i think jason should have been the one that stayed dead so i just kind of wanted to ask you about jason's plight here and how his life ended up turning out in this future version it's so sad. It's just like, poor guy. He came back from the dead for this, you know, to be like <laughs> right. smoking crack in a, a drug den somewhere. I guess for future evil Tim Drake, it's, it is kind of fitting. Yeah, and I like that he's telling his younger self, Tim's doing the heroic thing, like, okay, Dick Grayson's Batman. I'm going to go off, search for Jason. We don't know where he is. And while that search is going on, Dick leaves, Damien takes up the role. So I like how Tinian kind of finds a way to put all these pieces together. Like, well, when does the 6-6 universe happen? And, you know, why wasn't Tim Batman? He sets it off like he was looking for Jason. When he was trying to do the noble thing and bring Jason back, Damien almost burns the whole city down. So I, I really liked he brought in the Grant Morrison version of that Batman as well into into Rebirth. So I thought that was pretty cool. And like you were saying, as the story goes on, Batman and Robin are having this conversation like, um, you guys need to just be standing around talking. And of course, Doomsday shows up. But young Tim is going back and forth with his older self saying, I'm not like you. We're different. But thinks of something that his older self didn't and uses the hologram of Superman to fool Doomsday to buy them some time. So I thought that was a cool little touch and that even older Tim says, you know, wasn't expecting that. And Tim, young Tim is trying to say that's because we're not the same person. So I, I like that Tinian is writing in that tension for Tim of like, I know you're from the future, but the present is currently still going on for him. So this gives Tim a chance to say, we're, we're not the same. So um, I, I thought that was clever on his part. And then we uh, move into the, uh, the final section here. So what do you think about uh, uh, the arrival of Superman and Tim's young Tim's defiance on being not his older self? Yeah, a lot like you. I, I thought it was cool. I thought it, it still leaves the door open that our Tim Drake, our Red Robin will not turn out this way. Like he's you know, not going, oh, you're, you're cooler than I imagined. I can't wait to be here, you know, <laughs> right. like, and, and, uh, but it still has that feeling of like, what, what's going to happen here? And then the next part, 
man, I don't know what it was about this pe- part. This just knocked my socks off when when Batman mentions Connor and uh, uh-huh. Red Robin says Connor. Who the hell is Connor? Like that was just I don't know why, but that just blew my mind. I just uh, I, I, I geeked out on this. Pe- I'm geeking out now on it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought this is really cool that this whole time. Tim Drake, Batman, is thinking, okay, he's got a way to get him back, uses the boom tube technology that they that the Titans use to travel back and forth in the 2000 series. If you're not reading that, I'd jump back and check it out. It's really pretty cool. So they're able to get back to Gotham City, and the line that you just said about Connor being there, older Tim Drake just now realizes that his future, that he's trying to change and not make happen for younger Tim has already changed that you get the impression that young Tim should have already met Connor at this point. He said, you know, tell him you're sorry. You don't have a lot of friends. And it's that revelation that there's no, this Tim doesn't know Connor Kent. So he pulls up, uses brother eye to pull up the, uh, the technology here and realizes a, a change can be made into the future. And this is where he slices Tim's arm and instantly can tell a scar is now formed on his arm. And, he now knows he can go correct the past. There's only one person that's responsible for this. And I remember reading this when it came out and saying he needs to go kill Batwoman. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? Even when this book wraps up, you still have no idea why Tim was uh, older. Tim was on this path you know, to try and kill, to kill Batwoman. And of course we know with Clayface now. So I thought that was really cool, but it made me sad as a Connor fan going, Oh, so Connor's not in this universe, but then I was going, is he going to be here? So <laughs> what do you think about the uh, name drop of Connor and just what that kind of meant for older Tim Drake? It kind of set in, in motion here. Let me say this. This whole issue was a very big departure from part one mm-hmm. because part one was a, a really a retelling of tim drake's origin back to basically back to what it originally was this issue has oh i think none of tim drake's origin no. in it at all it kind of tells more of tim drake's future or evil future right. and you get that whole thing of like well now the this point in time is not fixed with the whole scar thing. So now things can change. And then we get the whole, I need to kill Batwoman, which I found very interesting because at the time Tinian was writing the Batwoman comic. He he was co-writing it. He's not writing it anymore. So it was kind of interesting. I thought, well, Tinian's crafting Batwoman. What's going on with Batwoman? And I think, gosh, I can't remember. Was it in Batwoman or was it in Detective where there was like a futuristic issue? Yeah, she was. Was that Detective? That was Batwoman, right? Right. So that was like playing in my mind. And there, I think I had seen some art. Batwoman did not have the bat symbol. She had the colony symbol on her chest. So. All of that was making me think, like, yeah, Batwoman's not who we think she is. Something's going on. I do think it's kind of funny, like, the overreaction is I need to kill her, not, like, reason with her or, (laughs) you know, expose her or go find a cure for Clayface with all my technology. (laughs) It's like, let's just kill Batwoman. And then in the next one, Super Sons of Tomorrow, it's like, hey, let's just kill Jonathan Kent. Let's not, you know, (laughs) take him to the moon where he'll explode or, you know, get Dr. Fate to help us or anything like that. It is a little overreaction, but I do, what what I really like about this is when I'm reading the first issue and most of this issue, I feel like 
how could this be Tim Drake? How could this be Tim Drake from the, how, how could it be? All right. I get, he kind of thinks, you know, I was forced to do this, but how could this be this last page? You're like, I see how this could be when he starts crying to yeah. think that he could be free from it, that he could go set the, the, the past and make everything right again. You kind of see that good that's in Tim Drake and you can kind of buy like, okay, there's something left uh, before he goes and murders. Uh, you know? <laughs> right. It's it, once again, it's like, this can't, it's like Batman's eyes on the, the animated series. How does the white of his eyes on his mask change? The same thing with Deadpool. Like you can't, but it looks cool. So we go with it. I don't know how his mask can cry. Like the t- he's crying <laughs> right. so hard. The tears are just coming out of the glass of his eyes, uh, right. but it's a, it's a cool image it's a cool effect and it doesn't have to be 100 percent accurate to express an emotion or a feeling so it is a really really cool ending to see like these tears of batman and then to go right from that to all right i need to kill batwoman <laughs> yeah right uh the batwoman issue is a rebirth number six so that's the future issue because i think in that one I don't have the issue close hand, but I think she says she has to go kill Tim Drake in that issue in in the future. So I'm kind of curious to pick that up now and kind of see where where that goes. Tim Drake Batman says to his younger self, why would a cosmic being pull an Ivy League student off of the table, so to speak? It's not because of who you are currently. It's because who you're going to become. So that thought that was a, a little interesting, too, of it's the version of me that you're going to do something. So not only does Tim want to change the timeline for his younger self, but he wants to change the timeline for himself because he must have be blinded by something that he's causing a problem as well. So I thought that was a nice touch also. It's not just you, it's it's me as well that's, that's causing this problem. Again, like you said, it was a departure from the first issue, where I thought Lonely Place of Dying really kept this nice, flow-moving story going on. But we're jumping a little bit, but it doesn't seem jarred at all. we got two origin stories for Tim Drake, one for his younger self in the last issue, and one for the future self. So I was real excited to see uh, where the next uh, issue could go. When did, do you have the date this issue came out? Yes, the date for this one, and I'm glad you said it because I did not bring it up. The date for uh, 966, this cover date is December 17th, but it's actually, let me scroll to the bottom here. Uh, this book was first published on October 11th, uh, 2017. Okay, because I pulled up, I have the digital copy of Batwoman 6. That came out August 16th, 2017. So that came out about a month before this book. So yeah. that, that that was kind of that Batwoman was kind of a tease for Place of Living because it was only a one issue story called the Pax Batmana. Right. And on the cover, Kate Kane is wearing the costume that she has now with the colony symbol with colony soldiers saluting her in the background on actually on the regular cover the variant cover has her the variant cover is really cool it's just black white and red and then it starts off with a tim drake he's on page two i oh, know i'm sorry that's bruce wayne sorry i get my batman's confused here. <laughs> right. yeah uh but it is batman heavy but it does have i believe it has commissioner montonia in it which kind of we saw in the issue as well well spoilers ready yeah <laughs> uh commissioner montonia gets killed in the issue here <laughs> uh, i just noticed that uh, and then it says uh this november detective comics 969 the fall of the batman um so is where it goes to so anyway that's kind of a, a good um tie-in 
companion piece when you when you get this uh, overwhelming response of how great the audio drama is and people are asking for more <laughs> we can do batwoman six and, and have like the lost content <laughs> yeah <laughs> it'll be all the deleted scenes there you go <laughs> yeah so uh, any final thoughts for uh 966 before uh, we sign off here Oh, gosh. I wish they would come out with a Doomsday miniseries. I don't need a full series, but just a, or a one shot drawn by Eddie Barrows. That, yeah. That's what I would love to see because his is pretty awesome. And it's just it's gosh, these two issues are just so much fun. So uh, like I said, I think we've talked about my only real knock on a lonely place of living is that it's too short. I wish it was a six issue or, yeah. or, you know, and the next issue that we'll do on our next podcast, here's a, a teaser. Come back, please listen to us again. <laughs> it goes even faster. I'm like, whoa, well, this could have been two, three, four issues. It, they crammed a lot in one issue. I do like, and, and this is something that I guess you, you might not pick up as much on the trade paperback is the way Tinian laid out the panels and that every page is like a two-page splash page so in the floppies all the ads are in the back there's no ads as you read the book it's just kind of a kind of cool and i heard jim lee talk about this and it's the difference between reading a digital and reading a um a floppy is as you're reading the floppy you can kind of feel when you're getting towards the end you kind of have this like okay i've only got a couple pages left i know where something's going to happen here right. uh, and this kind of throws it off they do that now they've been putting that um the new age of dc comic heroes like a four or five page uh preview in the back right and i'm reading and i'm like wait this can't be the end of the comic there's still a bunch of pages here i'm like <laughs> oh this is like a preview thing so uh, I don't know. Does that read well in the trade paperback? The the two page splashes. Yeah, it, I think it, it reads very it, it reads very well. And that this is thicker. And uh, oh, we'll well I'll talk about it uh, when we wrap it up. But they include two other stories to make this trade thicker because, like you said, it's only four issues. So they take two previous issues, sixty three and sixty four, but they put them in the back of the book instead of the front of the book. And we can talk about that when we get to uh, the the end of this. So I, when I picked the trade up, I'm like, man, this is really thick. There, there wasn't that much. I mean, not that there's not that much there, but it was thicker than four books should have been. So yeah, I, I think it reads very well in the trade, and that's what I'm currently looking at right now. So I think this is where we're going to end this episode. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and again. Don't worry, the Drake is coming back next Wednesday. So we will see you next week for Chapter 3 of A Lonely Place of Living. Thanks for listening to Robin. Everyone loves the Drake podcast. This has been brought to you by the BatmanUniverse.net. Tim Drake, Robin, and all Batman-related characters are in the copyright of DC Comics. This podcast is solely for entertainment purposes, so no infringement is intended by this show. This show is not a good revenue stream. Actually, there's not a stream at all. All music and sound clips are under copyright by their respected copyright holders. So there should be no need to send the Penguins lawyers after us for ill-gotten gains because there are none. You can get a hold of the show a few different ways. We are on Twitter at ELTD Podcast. You can also email in at RobinELTDPodcast at Yahoo.com. Our Facebook page can be found at www.facebook.com slash everyone loves the Drake. And as always, you can message directly over at thebatmanuniverse.net. So email, tweet, or message us. We'd love to hear from you. And we'll read your comments or responses on the show. 
The show you're listening to can be found a few different ways through iTunes and Windows Media, also over at our host, TBU. Leave us a review on iTunes if you listen there. It'll help spread the word of the show. Make sure you head over to the BatmanUniverse.net, your home for all things Batman and Robin. Thanks for listening to the show and hearing why everyone loves the Drake. We'll see you in a few weeks. Take care. I'm no